you were so empathetic. It's like you understood what I was going through. The other attorneys they didn't understand. Yeah. And I, maybe at the time I really didn't because I was so lost. Yeah. I didn't know how to explain what was going on because I couldn't believe it was happening to me right. because I was a company girl. Yeah. Not that I was, you know, in with everybody, but I wanted to do a 30-year career, maybe 25. I had 14 years. I know workers' comp. I didn't even have a workers' comp attorney yeah. because we don't think... I mean, being a Chicana or Mexicana, whatever you want to, Mexican American, we don't we don't have attorneys. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes yeah. to mind. You know, yeah. my my father was an enlisted Marine. Yeah. I mean, uh, my mom worked for the federal government, but her job is what uh, uh, government contractors do now. She was basically working in the hospital. She worked at the commissary. So we were simple people. are listening to another episode of Law and Order Me Some Tacos. I'm Sandra Munoz and I am here today. <laughs> I know I say this every time, but I'm here today with a very special guest. Her name is Diana and Diana was my client many, many, many years ago. We were trying to estimate how long it's been. It's been about 20 years. Yeah, at least 20 yeah. years. Yeah. And you know, I have to say that you were probably one of my first clients because I was pretty new out when I represented you. Well, you did a darn good job <laughs> for being one of my first clients. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, that was awesome what you did. Um, okay, Diana, so just briefly, your case was against a local um, police agency. Yes. Where you worked as a police officer. Yes. And we'll get to a little bit about that Um about your case and a little bit more facts about your case in a bit. Because first of all, I want to ask you, where did you grow up and where are you from? Just a little bit about your background. Well, I'm a military brat. Uh-huh. Yeah, I grew up in, uh, well, my father was stationed out in Puerto Rico, so I did some time in Puerto Rico, and then mostly in Oceanside, California. And he was in the... Marines. In the Marines. Yes. Okay. And and so you so you grew up a lot in Puerto Rico. Yes, spent five years out there, and I was a swimmer. And when my father was stationed—I mean, not stationed—deployed to Vietnam, they allowed us to stay there because I was quite good at what I did in swimming. And when you, it was for the Navy team, and um, the we knew generals and all the high rip people. Yeah. So they allowed us to stay there at Puerto Rico till. My dad came back, if he came back. Because yeah. usually they send you stateside back home. Right. But we were allowed to stay there. So we were I, there five years. Oh, I see. With your mom? And my brother. And your brother. Yes. And while your father was deployed to Vietnam. Yes. And he came back? He came back. Okay. And then we came, uh, he was stationed to Camp Pelton in Oceanside. Right. And for the remainder of his career? or For the remainder. Uh, he left once. He went to... Um, Oxnard, and then he came back, and he retired out of Camp Ellington. But we didn't go with him to Oxnard. They were separated by then. I see. Yeah. So you grew up in Puerto Rico initially, but then in Oceanside. Oceanside. Oceanside, yes. California. Yeah. And so let me just... Did you compete? You compete. You competed in swimming for yes. the Navy. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I was pretty good. At, yeah. At, at that age. Yeah. And what, about what age was this? This was only from uh, six to ten. Oh, that's so interesting. And when, but when we came back here to the states, uh, there was no team at my level that I could get involved with. So, uh, and my my mom didn't have access, or my parents didn't have the money 
to take me up here to Mission Viejo or where they were the the swimmers yeah. of caliber were swimming. So you stopped swimming. So I stopped swimming, and then I did it in junior college before I went on to UCSD. Oh, did you graduate from UCSD? Yes. And what did you study at UCSD? Uh, history and uh, sociology. Okay. Yeah. And then, and so you 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 are Oceanside. That's where you yes. live. It's where you live now, right? Yes. Okay. Because my mom still lives there. She's ninety-three years old. <gasps> Is she? Yeah, very oh, healthy. She really? Li- she lives independently in the house no they bought. No way, Diana. In nineteen sixty-eight, she's not on any medication. My mom is 92 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, but yeah. she's not independent. Yeah. Um, she does need help around the house. and. Well, yeah, that, yeah, it, that kind of, you know, clean that. But otherwise, she cooks for herself. She lives independently. She has a little dog. Wow, good for her. Yeah. That must be really nice for her. Yeah, and I'm seven minutes away from her, so. Very good. And I still work, so she watches my dog for me. Oh, do you? She does dog doggy daycare. <laughs> All people with their dogs. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was listening to your show and the some of the background of, of, of the women, and mine is a totally different background. Uh, what you call a pocha, you know? Yeah. I, I consider myself a Chicana. Yeah. And um, uh, came to discover myself in college, you know, at UCSD, and, and it, it was enlightening. And then I, at times I'm surprised that the uh, organization that hired me as a police officer took me because I was the president of Mecha, and I told him that in my interview. You were the, you were the president of Mecha? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I my last year. That. Yeah, my last year there at UCSD. So that's pretty hardcore. Well, yeah, my whole my whole time there I was involved politically. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And this would have been in what year? Uh, 77 to 81. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so then you graduated from UCSD. Yeah, I took the long way because I wasn't, I wasn't really a college-bound kid. <laughs> but I got through it, you know. Yeah, well, that's all that matters, yeah. really, right? Yeah. Um, and so you became a police officer. Yes, after I did some... I wanted... I came to L.A. for the diversity, and I wanted uh, to be a teacher. Yes. And uh, just by a fluke, there was uh, a young man that went to the church I was going to, and he wanted to, he was applying to be a police officer. He would, had been in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And we went up there, and uh, we applied, and they took me, and they didn't take him. Oh, my God. Really? I know, yeah. But so, but you didn't want to be a police officer? Well, you I, must have wanted to oh, if well, you applied. I applied. I, I, I thought it would be challenging, and it, but it wasn't something that was uh, I had uh, ever thought of doing. Wow. Yeah, it was just... Uh, you know, it was. Cha- I thought it would be a challenging career, and so I tried it, and they took me. <laughs> well, there you go. I liked it. Did you? Oh, I loved it. What did you like? Well, so you get you got into the academy, right? Yes, and um, that was difficult because I was I was older. I wasn't. I was like uh, I was twenty eight, I think, or twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the other everybody else was like twenty one, twenty two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, yeah, they're like babies. I mean, you were pretty young too, though. Yeah, still young. But it's, I mean, it, when you say it's challenging, it's also like, it, I mean, you're, you're talking like physically challenging. Physically right? challenging, mentally challenging. Yeah, yeah. And I never held a gun before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That is so interesting. So you didn't have, like, aspirations. No. To be, in a, to be, a, to be a police officer. It just happened, it was kind of like, like, 
Just happened. Just happened. Yeah. But you loved it from the get-go? Oh, yeah. I love serving the community. I yeah. love doing that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it, I remember when, um, when I graduated, uh, the uh, chief go, walks through the, uh, the class, and he happened to stop at me, and uh, he said, uh, why do you want to be a police officer? I said, well, because I'm altruistic. And he chuckled. <laughs> it's like, that's not the reason you be a cop. You know, yeah, you might, have been, you might have been the first and only person to, to say, say that. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of cops who want to be. Well, I thought it was, you're supposed to, you know, protect and serve or, yeah. you know, serve the community. Yeah. Yeah. And you did, right, for many years? Yes, yes. Tell me a little bit, Diana, about how that was for you initially when you first got started. Very challenging. I enjoyed it. Uh, and it was challenging. Why? Well, because it's, you know, a lot of it you're, you're really not meant to see. And, and it's not something that you, you're, you're meant to see. Well, because that's the job. You, you see it, but you see a lot of stuff that, you know, regular people don't see. You have to go and intrude in people's lives because they're calling you to help, whether it's domestic violence, yeah. child abuse, you know, murder. Right. Right. And then in the 80s, and, and um, uh, when I went in, it was the crack cocaine, all the, the gang violence, and, and, you know, shootings every night, and guys dying on the street, young kids getting shot that were just innocent victims, you know. Yeah. A lot of... Um, and then, you know, I saw a lot of poverty, a lot of depression yeah. uh, um, from people that, you know, they were in circumstances beyond their... You know, they had no way out at that time. Yeah. I think later in, in the community down there in South Central LA and uh, Compton and all that area, um, what did you call it? You, magic, magic kind of started building up the community there. Magic Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, it's starting to get gentrified, as they say, all that area now. Yeah, yeah. So you were in the inner city. You were, you were yes. patrolling or doing your work in the inner city? Yes. Yeah. And I understand how that is, like, I mean, it's impactful when you, even hearing just you talking about it is like, yeah, wow, like, that's, that's a lot, right? Well, yeah, coming from Oceanside, yeah. and, and, you know, from the 60s and 70s, yeah. you know, yeah. and then going to L.A., and uh, the L.A. County area was just totally different. different for me. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like, though, for you as a woman? As a Latina woman, as a Chicana woman. Um, it, it, well, it, it's challenging, yeah. You know, because you you were the first, I think you were the first police officer I represented. I've since represented um, other police officers in their employment cases uh -huh. and other women police yeah. officers. I'm always super fascinated by the fact that women want to be police officers. Uh -huh. I just, it seems like such a masculine job. It is. Um... It seems physically intensive like, yes. and demanding. Yes. Um, and so, and you're dealing with sometimes the worst aspects of our society, right? Yes. So I'm always fascinated how a woman, I mean, first wants to be part of that and then second survives in that as well. But and you know, thri and thrives. We also bring something different 
to the table. You know, we don't have as much testosterone, even though, and sometimes testosterone can overwhelm a, a body. Yeah. And so we can de-escalate a little easier yeah. sometimes. And I think we bring that to the table. Yeah. That not all, all incidents have to be, you know, violent. Right. You know, so we bring that to the table. I was able to be in, in, in the field most of my career. I was only out when I was a detective for like two years. So you went from officer to detective? And then to uh, sergeant. And then to sergeant. Yes. Um, do you remember when you promoted to sergeant? I think it was in 94. In 94. Yeah. Um, Diana, do you remember what led to your lawsuit? Uh, it was a statement made by um, uh, a lieutenant yeah. uh, in front of me and a subordinate sergeant. And the lieutenant was obviously, you, you was obviously above you, right? Yes, and the sergeant was a sergeant one, and I was a sergeant two at the time. What did the lieutenant say? Uh, he basically said he had no, no use for uh, affirmative action or blacks or anything else in, yeah. in the department. Yeah. And uh, by policy, I was um, required to uh, report it to uh, my commander, uh, my captain, and uh, because I had a subordinate there with me. If, I, if it was just me and him, I probably could have dealt with it in a different way. But it was said in, in, in front of uh, a, um, a black sergeant who was... Uh, so this... Lieutenant, who's yes. white, yes. made this comment about not being supportive or liking the affirmative action policy of the agency. Yes. And he said that to you, yeah. who was a Latina or a, a Chicana uh -huh. sergeant too, uh -huh. and a sergeant one who was African American? Yes. That's very interesting. Uh huh. <laughs> he said it very boldly, you know. Yeah. You know, many times, you know, I over the my the my career, you know, I was told the only reason I was there was because of affirmative action. Yeah. And you know, you take it, you know, it rolls off your back. And there was a lot of stuff that happened to me that you just rolled off your back because it was just to me. But this this by policy, it was I had to report it to the because there was a subordinate. Right by me. Did you and, and you reported it to, I believe, the captain, right? Yes. And the captain kind of ignored you? Well, I, I, I just, after I reported it, I figured he was handling it, you know. And then I found out differently that they weren't handling it. They yeah. were coming after me. Yeah, they started retaliating against you, right? Yes. I think you also took it above your captain at some point. Yes, I went to the, the deputy chief because I felt I needed help. Yeah. And I never in my career did I ever ask for help yeah. from anybody in command. And this would have been a good, like, 10 years, more than 10 years into your career. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so you took it up, you took it up the ranks. Um, Actually, that was 12 or 13 years in my career. Yeah. And I never had any bad time, meaning I never had any um, uh, sustained complaints against me my whole career. Yeah. Yeah. So you took it up the ranks, yes, and and the response was generally to come after you and retaliate against yeah, you. Yeah, and I was moved to uh, another division. Yeah, and yeah. then I think in the, at that division you were also moved to another shift, right? Like a less favorable shift. Well, I was on a sh uh, uh, a shift, but I was, 
I was not no longer uh, my rank. I was being put out in the field as a field sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. As a sergeant one. Yeah. Yeah. So you clearly saw what 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 was happening to you for having complained about about oh, this comment. Oh yeah. 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 And then what happened, Diana? I started to get sick. Yeah. How yeah. so? Uh, my lungs. Yeah. I, um, I and I still have a problem with my lungs. Um, um, I I was just it was the stress and it went into my lungs because I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? Because I think what they all, what, uh, the the way that the retaliation took um, form was that they were um, like criticizing all your work now, yes. writing you up, yes, um, coming at, just really coming after you, letting you know that not only was the complaint not well taken, yes, but also we're gonna punish you for having complained yes. and we're going to make sure you don't complain again essentially yes. right and I had never complained before yeah even with everything that had happened to me over the years yeah I had always taken it and yeah. so and did so you ended up going out on leave yes I had to go out on sick and I ended up in the hospital yeah yeah, yeah. with my lungs uh, I had um in fact, when I finally walked in the hospital with my partner at the time, my female, I'm, I'm queer, with my female partner at the time, she took me in. They were surprised I was walking because I had like a 50% CO2 oxygen level. Oof, wow. <laughs> well, that's, wait, that's really low. I would have, yeah, they, 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 I should have been dead. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't have to put me on a vent. I was still quite strong, I guess. Yeah. And I spent a couple weeks in the hospital until I could go home, and then I was on oxygen. For a year, and then they put me on steroids for a year. And the agency, the police agency, didn't stop its retaliation even when you went on leave, right? No. What happened while you were on leave? Well, uh, I was on leave for about over a year mm -hmm. and uh, trying to get well, and then uh, they demoted me. That's so crazy, right? You yeah. went from Sergeant 2 to Sergeant 1? Yeah, but you know what? And I just signed off on it. I didn't... I didn't I, I didn't even fight the demotion or because I was at I was at a loss at what to do. I hadn't because I was ill and yeah. I I didn't know what to do. But the demotion was actually a good thing because it extended my case for a year because I was already past the year to file for a, a lawsuit. Right. Because yeah. generally, well, back then anyway, you yeah. had a year if you had like a discrimination lawsuit yes. or a retaliation lawsuit. You had a, a year to file with the government agency, yes. like the EEOC or the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. That actually has been extended to three years now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so currently it's three years, but back then yeah. it was one year. So when you went on leave, yeah, so, so what happened is once they demoted you well into your leave, yes. it sort of re-triggered the statute of limitations. Yes. And so what did you do? Then I, my, with the help of my, my therapist, I had a psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, uh, we started looking for a, 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 an attorney. Yeah. And then I was told to go file. The first attorney I, I spoke to told me to file a, a complaint with the EOCC. I had no idea that that had to be done. Yeah. And so I, I went down there and, and did that. You filed a discrimination complaint with the, with the, it's the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Yes. Which is the federal agency that deals with the discrimination in the workplace. Yeah, and because I didn't have an attorney, I, I went by myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then after that, you started looking for an attorney? Or well, that first attorney didn't, didn't take me. You would all get 
you know. Well, that's how it was at other long farms because they would. It was. I went to two before I met. I I had contact with you. Yeah. And you were the. You were so empathetic. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and you. It's like you understood what I was going through. The other attorneys they didn't understand, yeah. and I, maybe at the time I really didn't because I was so lost. Yeah, I didn't know how to explain what was going on because I was, I was so, I couldn't believe it was happening to me right. because I was a company girl. Yeah, not that I was you know in with everybody, but I wanted to do a thirty-year career, maybe twenty-five. Yeah, and I, I. I had no work. I had 14 years. I no workers comp. I didn't even have a workers comp attorney. Yeah. Because we don't think. I mean, being a Chicana or Mexicana, whatever you want, Mexican American. And because I listened to your other podcast, they're so true. We don't. We don't have attorneys. Yeah, it's not the first thing that comes to mind. That's the first thing that comes yeah. to mind. You know, yeah. my my father was an enlisted marine. Yeah. I mean, uh, my mom worked for the federal government, but her job is what. Uh, uh, government contractors do now. She was basically working in the hospital. She worked at the commissary. So we were simple people. <laughs> so, but also I think there's like this sense of loyalty, right? To yes. The, to the agency, to your job, where you don't feel like, what? You don't even think like, oh, I'm going to sue them. You no, know? I had many other incidents where I could have sued. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I think that came up during the the this case yeah. where I had other incidents that were major that I could have sued and I just endured them because all I want to do is work. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's interesting because, yeah, like you might, you might, somebody from the outside looking in might think, well, there was this one comment about affirmative action. No, that wasn't but the it, whole it, case. It was, exactly. <laughs> it came at the end of, and you, even now I can see that you're not, I mean, it sounds to me like you're kind of downplaying how hard it was for you. Um, it was hard to be in the police agency oh, that yeah. we're talking about as a queer Latina woman, yeah. as a queer Chicana woman. You yeah. know, I, I can only imagine. Yes. And I also remember some of the things you've told me. Um, and it's obvious that I'm queer. I mean, I mean, they didn't have to, you know, they were, it's not like they had to guess. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and this is in the 80s, right? It, yeah. 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 This is a long time ago. Yes. Um, so... So, yeah, I understand this whole idea that you weren't thinking, well, it wasn't the first thing that crossed your mind, I'm going to sue. No. In fact, it was probably one of the last things. It was the last thing in my mind. Yeah. It was, it was actually the last thing, and I just couldn't believe that they gave me the gift of demoting me. Yeah. Because I would have I just gone away, yeah. and that's what they wanted. Yeah. That's what they literally wanted me to do. I think they would have wanted me to do something else because uh, they and this is something that was very humiliating is when they sent over the the woman's um, there's a uh, detective that handles I don't forget what that's called but for the women yeah they sent her to my condo to take away my gun oh did they yes while you were on leave yes yeah. because it was a stress leave so they wanted to make sure I didn't kill myself with my gun yeah but they would probably prefer that I would have killed myself and just gone away that's the that's the feeling I got they yeah could, but as long as it wasn't with their gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you like use, your gun. Gun. use another okay. gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I know why you felt that way because it yeah. can feel really isolating. When, oh, it's very isolating. Yeah, but when you're you're sick, you're on leave. Yes, 
you're not leaving. They're still coming after you. Yes. And they're demoting you. And you've already gone through. And my partner had no connection to the, the police department. Yeah. Had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And um, and then I heard this with uh, one of your other on the other podcast. And and people they you become like. Uh, bad news, a pariah. Yeah. Within your own organization. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're very isolated. It's very humiliating. It's, um, it, 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 you know, it brings me to tears right now. To, yeah. You know, 20 years later. 20 years later, it still brings me to tears. Yeah, because you had given so, again, like I've said, you know. Oh, you give a lot of yourself. You give so much to your job, you know, to your work. Yes. You give so much. Yes. And then to be, you know, abandoned, thrown under the bus, whatever yes. you want to call it. I had excellent ratings up yeah. to that point. And I was like, I, I don't I don't recognize who I was once they started coming after me. Once they yeah. gave you those evaluations, and one of the things that we emphasized in your case is those evaluations that came after you complained about yeah. this comment um, all rated you poorly, right? In, after all, the in all of the boxes. Yes. Except for the box that was like commitment to affirmative action. They gave her the highest rating. That was and like a slap. It like, was so was, For me, I was like, this is so blatant. They're just coming after her and they're pissed because she complained about this guy's comment. You know, it's, It was arrogant. It was so arrogant because yeah. it's right there in writing. You know? I couldn't believe that was done because all the ones before were, were, were perfect. Yeah, know? yeah. I, I, you know, I couldn't believe that an organization could do that and get away with it. But, you know, I was naive, you know. You yeah. know. Coming from the background that I did, my father yeah. being in the military yeah. and and um, being my parents, uh, we'll we'll digress a little if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. My parents grew up in Topeka, Kansas. Mm-hmm. They were first generation. First, both both Mexican. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. both from Guanajuato. My grandparents are from Guanajuato. Mm-hmm. So my grandparents immigrated during the Mexican Revolution. Oh wow! I guess they paid a five cent toll to come over here. To, you know, to work on the railroads. They need laborers, you of know, course. to work on the, on the railroads. And so that was in Topeka, Kansas, yeah. the railroad, Santa Fe. So then my dad, you know, uh, well, prior to that, growing up, they were segregated. Uh, they s- suffered Jim Crow along with, with uh, black the black yeah. Americans because they weren't allowed in the restaurants. They had to go in certain par- parts of the the. Uh, the movie theaters, yeah. you know, my parents always shared that stuff. And the, this is where your parents had to do that? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they were born in uh, 1930, 1931. Right, yeah. right. So um, I even had an uncle who gave up his uh, American citizen, went to Mexico. He he just couldn't handle it. Yeah. And um, he was the eldest. Oh, really? Yeah. Your, un- and, your uncle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he married a Kansas girl. And did she go back too? <laughs> yeah, she went. She went to Mexico with her. She's a, a white woman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, but um, uh, they grew up a little differently than than the experience that I was looking for when I came up to LA. Yeah, I wanted to feel that 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 Chicano experience, that Mexican uh, community. Yeah, because even in Oceanside, I mean, you, you didn't even have a panaderia or anything like that. You had to go to San Bernardino to go, you know, yeah. get anything yeah. at that time. So. Uh, they they suffered that, so they wanted their kids to assimilate. Yeah, you know, to become as um, much American as possible, and that's why even some of the Chicanos there and are the Mexican Americans on the job used to tell me, "You talk white." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's a while. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. So your father, your father 
came to the came to to Kansas. Yes. And no, he was born in Kansas. My oh. my grandparents came to Kansas. Oh, I see. Your grandparents came to Kansas. Yes. Okay. And I they see. were both born in Topeka. My parents were born in Topeka, Kansas. I see. Your parents were born in. Topeka. My grandparents came in 1918. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, but your dad lived through the sort of segregation that you're talking about. Yes, and then went in the military. And, but still said, "I'm going to join the military." Yeah, and he even wanted me to join the military in 1975. And why didn't you? No. No. <laughs> No, no, I know that was, I, I he even took me to recruitment and I, I just, no, no, they, they take over your life, you know? Yeah, they do. Right. Yeah. But he thought, oh, you know, maybe it'd be good. Oh, because I wanted to go to college oh, and he said that would be the way to pay for your education. I said, no, 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 I'll do it another way. <laughs> so, so when you came to LA looking for that kind of community that you, you know, did you find it? Yes. Where did you live in LA? Well, I lived in, uh, well, when I first came to L.A., I, I, I lived in uh, Whittier, and, uh-huh. uh, and um, I came with a friend from college mm-hmm. that I knew, and I, I came up this way, and I, I loved, and I had friends who I went to college who went to Garfield, like yeah. you did, and yeah. who, who uh, graduated from Garfield and went to UCSD. I met them in UCSD, and uh, I just wanted to feel that sense of community and you know and I found it yeah and uh but now when uh when I went back to Oceanside and it wasn't that diverse then but now it's very diverse yeah are there paraderias in Oceanside oh my god yes right in my mom's neighborhood there's this called Primos and they sell the best and you know I you know law and order me some tacos they they the best street tacos. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll get to that. And I can just walk to it from my mom's house. You know, it's great. Um, okay. So, so yeah. So, you come from a background. Yeah. You come from a military background. Yes. Your parents and your grandparents were in Kansas. Yes. Um, so, yeah. You, you, yeah. No, my, my, uh, my uh, former guests have all been LA-centric. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. But then you came to LA looking for that community. Yes. And you came to the police agency. Yes, yes, <laughs> I know. There's no one named. Yes. Um, and then going back to your lawsuit, you met with me. Yes. Right. Uh huh. And I recommended to the firm that you, we take the case, and we took your case. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know where I'd be if you guys didn't. And it was a well-fought case. Like, I mean, yes. it was. It. It. it, it um, we like we were talking a little bit before we got started. We settled the case, which was good. Yes. But we settled it the week, like the weekend. Yes. Before we were going to start trial. Yes. I don't know if you. I don't know if you remember that. I do because preparing for trial is a lot of work. I was angry at that point. I think. I had, yeah. I had gotten angry once I had support and I had advocates. I had started to feel what would had been done to me and that it wasn't right because you guys told me it wasn't right what was the, what was that lawsuit process for you like diana like what what, what what do you remember i mean it's been a long time it's yes. been 20 years yes. but um like i said it was it was a, a hard fought case yes we took a lot of depositions in your case yes they took your deposition for six days i know that was grueling and and yeah it's the longest i've ever had my clients it's the most days that my clients have had to 
any of my clients have had to sit for a deposition with six days. It was grueling. Yeah. And, and what I didn't like, because I'm not much for photographs or even do selfies, I'm not on Facebook, and they videotaped the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's I like, mean, it's, it's part of the tactic, because sometimes it, there's not just a court reporter, but a videographer. Yeah. And part of the reason they're doing that is because they do. They want to intimidate yes. you. They want that camera on you. Yes. And again, back in, you know, the 2000s, it wasn't as typical as it is now to be videotaped yes yes yeah but six days was grueling yes yeah but i gave him a lot of information well because you had a lot of information and if i remember correctly you wouldn't listen to me and you wouldn't (laughs) you wouldn't just answer the question i'm talkative (laughs) you wanted to get it all out there i want i guess i was you know getting it out you know and i do remember diana i don't know if you'll remember this um but (laughs) <laughs> we we sometimes butt heads. Yes, you and I. Yes, we're strong personalities. We're <laughs> yeah. strong personalities. I mean, you have to have a strong personality to be on the police department, and yeah, you're an yeah. attorney, and you have a strong personality. We did butt heads. Okay. Yeah, we did she butt heads. You wouldn't listen to me. I wouldn't sometimes. <laughs> I know. I you know, and in in retrospect, I I see it now. You shouldn't give out too much information to the other side. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's a reason for that. That's why you were there six days. Yeah. Because I was giving them everything. Because you were like, I'm going to tell you everything. But they had it all documented. So, yeah. I mean, it was all documented and it, they just didn't take any action. Yeah. Back then. I yeah. mean, as long as I wasn't doing anything about it, they weren't going to do anything about it. Yeah. 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 Um, you ended up settling your case. Yes. And, um, your, for some reason, your your settlement agreement is not confidential. Yeah. So can I can I say how much your case settled for? Sure. Your case settled for one point two million dollars. Thank you very much. <laughs> very, and you, you got to keep your pension. Yes. Which was very important to you. Yes, and 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 what I remember, and and we talked about this a little bit before, is I remember that they wanted to give me more money. Yeah. And uh, but they didn't want to give me the pension. Yeah. And I and I talked to you, and that was the whole reason I did the job, because you know my father was in the military, got a pension. My mom gets a pension from the federal government, and I wanted a job with a pension. Yeah. And um, you graciously allowed me to take less money and keep my pension. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that to the to this day because I get that check every month. Yeah. No, I mean yes. pensions are. Invaluable, really, yes. right? Especially I, nowadays. I wasn't there for the money. Yeah. I just wanted, you know, if they would have given me pension and let me go away, I probably would have done that. That's just the way I do things. Mm-hmm. But, I but mean. But, no, that wasn't going to happen because, you know, we had to get paid. I know. I got paid. And you know what? I live a very comfortable life because of it, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And they paid me for 10 years. I guess what it was was the 10 years, what my impression is, I what I would have made. Mm-hmm. That's what the judge told me, the mediator. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what that's I would have that yeah. I would have made if I would have worked uh, ten more years and retired. And then retired. And then retired. Yeah. So that and then I was on the lieutenant's list at that time. So You would have made lieutenant, right? Had this not happened. I don't know. I have no idea. Really? I probably maybe not. You were on the road to it. I was on the road to it, but yeah. I was you know, that I had taken it um remember going when I was going through all this I had to go take the test Mm -hmm. and I was nobody would talk to me when I was waiting to take the test it was already out in the in the it was already out that something was going on 
No, wait a minute. So when you went to take the test for lieutenant? Yeah. Had this all, all of this had already started? Well, not the, it already had started. The com- the but I'd already been taking the test before. Mm. And there was, uh, I probably wasn't going to make it on that list. And then I was, t- uh, the second time I was taking it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it, it's, it did seem like you were moving up those ranks. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was the, the uh, uh, I was a first in, uh, in a few things. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Uh, first as a training officer in one division, first as a watch commander in another division. And first Latina? First yeah, assistant yeah. watch commander, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or even female. Even female, yeah, really? Because yeah. what were the? What, do you remember what what the numbers? were? Oh, like? numbers were low. I and and you know, and I always used to use that as a when guys would tell me, oh, you know, every, you guys are all here because of affirmative action and for fact, you guys are all high up. But I would every year they'd put the stats out. Yeah, you know, and from captain to I mean, from commander, deputy chief, commander, all the way down, and basically the Latinos and the blacks were sergeant and below yeah male and then the females were starting to to promote around that time in the 90s mm-hmm. get up there now there's i don't keep track of what happens in 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 my old uh, department but i'm sure there's there's women up in good good places now yeah i think so yeah yeah, if, yeah. and you know, know more power to them hope you know i i thought that in I was naive when I went on the police. I thought because you know I was a mad child and uh, had an education and and thought I could make things better for you know diversity and for everybody and but, for the community and too, for right? the community. Yeah, yeah, and and that was naive on my part. And uh, well, you probably yeah. did make a difference in the years that you were there, Dr. Yeah, yeah, I would like to think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think at that even, time... Even with the lawsuit, I think you made a difference. Well, hopefully it helped others to, when something happened to them, that they could, you know, they, they found that, oh, well, I could take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, and then not just endure it, like all the years that I endured yeah. stuff. Yeah. And um, because, you know, that's what you're conditioned to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was, what was, I was going to ask you, before I forget, the person you applied to become, um, to the agency, the police agency with, who encouraged you to go apply? What, yeah. ha- what happened to him? Did he... Oh, he's still in the area. He became a teacher. Oh, did he? <laughs> he became a teacher. Role, I became a cop. Role reversal. Role reversal, yeah. 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 Well, you would have been a great teacher, too. I would have loved to have been a teacher. Yeah. 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 Do you speak Spanish? No. Okay. Yeah. I, I do, but... You You're know, not gonna admit it right now. Well, it's not the best Spanish. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I will speak it when I need to. I'm but not I'm gonna, not I'm not gonna test you. No, worry. please don't. <laughs> did you did you speak Spanish when you were yes. out in the streets? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I would always apologize first. You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they would understand me. Yeah. Yeah, and I would understand them. Yeah. My parents are bilingual. I mean, they go from. You know. They speak like me, and then they have their other side because yeah. they're very Americanized, also. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Your parents have been. You grew up in tanks. Grew up in Topeka. Were, they were born in Kansas. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're American. Yeah, they're American. They're American. Yeah. I mean, Kansas is like. And they have a, well. There's a little Mexican community out there. Is that? Yeah, that's a barrio out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, that's really considered like the Midwest. Right? Oh, that is the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. That's middle America. Middle America. 
the infamous Middle America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you never lived in Kansas, though. No, no, no. Only in Puerto Rico and Ocean and Oceanside. Oh, oh yeah. And do you remember Puerto Rico? Oh yeah, I love Puerto Rico. Yeah. You know, I never knew I was different until I came here. Because <laughs> yeah, everybody, right. everybody, you know, and Puerto Ricans come in all colors. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so it was diversity. Yeah. But you were all a Latino. Yeah. Yeah. Spanish. A lot of Spanish yeah. speaking in Puerto Rico. Oh right? yeah. yeah, they're Spanish speaking. Yeah, it's a different Spanish. I mean, it's a faster Spanish. There's different words. Yeah. But it's it's Spanish. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, and so then you 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 left to Oceanside. You left back to Oceanside after your lawsuit. Yes, I had to sell. Well, I was be, before the lawsuit settled. I yeah. I had to sell my condo and pay off all my bills with the money I made from my condo and moving with my mom. And I had like five thousand dollars to my name. Yeah, yeah. So that that settlement was, in many ways, in my saving grace. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any regrets about about the lawsuit or anything? No. No? Oh, no. No? No. I mean, and what do you mean by regrets? Well, things you might have done differently or... What, I mean, what Maybe you... listen to you more. <laughs> I was really young back then. No one listened to me. <laughs> no, that wasn't, that wasn't the thing. I was going through so much. No, I know. And, and yeah. also, we're just both really strong personalities. And we're strong personalities. And, you know, and it was extremely devastating to me what happened. I know it was. My ego, you know, we all have an ego. I don't have an ego anymore, but, you know, it was devastating. It yeah. devastated my life. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time I've ever, I've come up to L.A. I know. I haven't been up to L.A. since. That is That's so... how devastating it was to me. Yeah. Still? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I just, and, that, it, and that's that naiveness in me that, I, that will never leave me, that um, you would think that, you know, you try to do the right thing. You yeah. try to, you know, live a good life and do the right thing, and you could be treated in that way. That's just, yeah. and, it, and it just doesn't happen to me. It happens to so many people. It does. And they just don't know what to do. And, and uh, hopefully with this, with people, if they listen to this podcast, they'll get more of a, more of a sense, well, a I sense think, of I think it's, there's it, something they can do. Yeah, but also like I think it's hard for people to understand um, unless they've gone through it. Yes. Uh, how devastating it can be. Oh, yeah. Destroys you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's hard for some people to understand yeah. unless they've gone through it. Yes. Um, I see it. Yes. I mean, your story is not a whole lot of different than other stories yes. that I've, you know, of, yes. of my clients. Yes. So I, I see it. Yes. I also really care about my job and or the jobs that I've, I've been at. So yes. I, I, I know that if something were to happen there, that was, you know, unfair, unlawful discriminatory, uh -huh. retaliatory, and I understand that it can be really devastating. Oh, it is. You know, it, it, it's changed who I am. And uh, there was a friend from uh, a college buddy that I'm still in contact with, all, you know, weekly. She was going to drive me up here because I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. Yeah. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to try to do it on my own. Yeah. You know, and uh, I did. And we talked a little bit on the road when I was coming up, and, and, and she's always been a great supporter of mine. Yeah. And she says, yeah, you know, it destroyed you, Diane. It's changed you, who, who you are, you know, because she knew me when, who I was in college, and, and she knew me through my years on the police department and knows me now. But even the, 
what the the what it did then it there's it it lingers it, it it just happened to linger with me yeah yeah because i guess it's that naiveness in me that i always have naivete <sighs> yeah. i always think that look for the good and, and then you get surprised when it's bad <laughs> see i'm the opposite i'm like look for the bad <laughs> I always expect the worst. And yeah, so well, I'm getting good. to that point yeah. now. Yeah, but, you know, when I, I think I always, you know, but I still go in with looking for the good, and then I get slapped <laughs> with the bad. Well, you know what I do now? You know, I work with uh, uh, adults with uh, intellectual dis- uh, disabilities. Is that what you do now? That were born with intellectual disabilities. Oh, really? Yes. And and what, what kind of work do you do with them? I work at the mess halls on Camp Pendleton. I've gone full circle. Really? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. I work with the group that I uh, 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 supervise 100%. And this is your job, or are you volunteering? No, I've been doing it for 16 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Diana, that's great. It's an entry level, you know. It requires, a, a, you know, minimal education and doesn't pay a lot but it keeps me busy and i'm able to give back well but isn't that great oh i love it yeah i love it that you have um the opportunity to do that yes right i need to do that the opportunity to take a job that isn't you know doesn't have to be high paying no or you know it's not my living yeah yeah yeah. this supplements my and then i i need that social security check At the police agency, you don't you don't you don't make um, SSI contributions, no. correct? No. So yeah. I'm building my SSI now. So I can, <laughs> yeah. Getting those points. Getting. I have all the points, but I'm gonna work till I'm gonna work till I'm seventy, probably seventy and a half. How old are you now? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Yeah. So you could retire. I mean, you you could retire again. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna retire. Hopefully, I'll retire again. Wait. So are you taking the pension yet from the police agency? Oh, I've been taking it since. Uh, since we settled the case, it was like six months after oh, nice. they said, you guys had to find me. That's how much I didn't have an attorney. Hats on Stormer had to find me a workers' comp, I mean, a, a pension attorney. Because you get a workers' comp attorney, you get a pension attorney. I had no idea. And Yeah, because you had the civil lawsuit, right? Yes. The discrimination lawsuit. I had the workers' comp and attorney. And you had a workers' comp lawsuit. Yes. Right? Yes. And I think we found you that attorney as well. No, I found that one. You found that one. But he wasn't a police-oriented worker because I didn't know. Yeah. 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 So you had those both, both those yes. cases going on. And then after the settlement, you hired a pension attorney to deal with your pension. Yes. Who is a workers' comp attorney would probably have been a more... Uh, Probably would have been a better fit for me yeah. for my uh, uh, workers' comp. Because he was familiar, or, yeah. he or she was familiar with, with, with government the, agencies. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, well, police agencies. Police agencies. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there are attorneys that specialize in very specific areas. Yes. Yeah. I know. We, you don't, I mean, there's no way for you to know that if you're not in the legal system, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of cops that have workers' comp constantly. Yeah. I just wasn't one of those. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a physical job, right? It's a very physical job, and you know, there's, you know, you get some bumps and bruises, and some getting car accidents and yeah. stuff. But I just, if I, if I didn't really need to file that, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's very typical of, I think, Latinos and Mexicans. I know. What is it? What is <laughs> no, it about? I think, I think it's our culture. What the way our parents. Uh, 
teach us or you know yeah i don't i don't know i mean it's it's a very there's this kind of martyr martyr sin, syndrome is it is it I it's think so. yeah 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 i think it's the catholic religion maybe did you grow up catholic? no didn't grow up catholic no, it wasn't that then <laughs> well it, it, but it could be the culture even yeah. though i was very americanized you know my parents are both you know yeah and you know come here to I mean, even though it was their their parents who came, my grandparents who came, it was still, you know, yeah. buy a house, make a living, you know, keep your head down, do a good job. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't cause too many waves. Don't, yeah. you know, just keep your head down and yeah. you work away until you... Yeah, well, I was always causing waves, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to Sandra right now. She's giving me hives. <laughs> I don't remember. I probably said that. Yeah. Oh, so, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it, it's tough. It's tough because they go through everything. Yeah. No, yeah. they do. Right. It's it's. Um, they're really tr- when you file a lawsuit, an employment lawsuit. I mean, I don't know if this is true in other areas. It probably is. But what happens is that defendants, employers, their attorneys are looking for every skeleton that oh, has yeah. ever existed in the world. Oh, well, they were following. Remember when I called you when they were, when I was coming oh, from Oceanside yeah. and, and I said, Sandra, they're following me on... You said, just get to the office. They were blatantly following me where they were... I could see them. I mean, come on. At least pre- yeah. pretend like, you, you know, it's like... I maybe didn't believe you at the time. You didn't? Oh, no. You didn't? I don't know. Oh, they were. They were? Oh, yeah. 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 And it's just a scare tactic, or were they trying to find look for something? Oh, I don't know. They're probably, yeah. you know, I, well, I, they might have been following you in the workers' comp case too. Like you're claiming that you're injured, and well, they want to know if you're out and about partying know. and yeah. all that. No, I was so boring. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, they go through every. They try to find every, every skeleton. skeleton. They will try to find. I once represented a woman in a sexual harassment case. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> And they had gotten her junior college school records. Uh-huh. She had taken like an acting class. Uh-huh. And this attorney taking her deposition was like accusing her of like that act. That acting class was proof that she was lying and acting about the allegations she was making in the case. That is crazy. It's insane. And they will use any little thing to try to discredit the, you know the yeah. it's yeah. it's 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 too much i mean so uh, some attorneys go further than others yeah um but in your case you had worked for this agency for so long um that yeah they were looking for anything to discredit you yes and to paint you as a liar or an exaggerator well when i knew they were retaliating um i had a f- friend at the division uh, <laughs> copy my uh divisional uh, package. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, because I didn't know if they're gonna take yeah. stuff out of that package. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's take this combination out. Let's take this out. Let's take yeah. this out. And so I wanted a full package so that I, you know I could have all the. Yeah. And I was able to give that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because who knows what they were gonna give you from, from That's their right. side? Yeah. That's right. They, they, you know, employers. When you sue employers, they yeah. control all of the, the, pa- the, the paperwork, pa- yeah. the personnel file. Yeah. 
um, the yeah, investigation. Well, that's what I mean. Package yeah. is a personnel file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, they control everything, yeah. and, and obviously attorneys have an ethical duty to produce everything, good yeah. and bad. But yeah. you know, that's not always happening anyway. Well, you know, I learned a lot when you made me go through all the the discovery. Mm-hmm. Not that you made me, but you know, I came for a day and yeah. I sat and, and went through the discovery. I learned all the stuff they were doing, all the emails they send, and yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the arrogance and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah. get to find out a lot. And they thought I was going to go here, and then I was going to go. They didn't know I was just going away because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. They thought I was going to go to the inspector general oh, in that okay. department, and I didn't. You know, I, I wouldn't trust anybody in that department. Yeah. I wasn't going to go to anybody that was connected in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 an interesting journey, the filing of a lawsuit. Yes. Especially in, in, a, in a case like yours where it gets so close to trial, like we yeah. really went through the whole spectrum of a lawsuit yes. short of a trial yes um you find out a lot of information yeah. you get a lot of information you provide a lot of information and you go through a lot yeah of evidence and and what what's out there to find out you know to in, in an effort to try to prove your claims you yes know? so yes. yeah and and as i was reviewing for today i was going through um you know some of the some of the work that I did on your case, and we did a lot. We took a lot of depositions. Yes. We, we did a lot. Yes. Found out a lot of things. There was some very favorable testimony. There was some not so favorable testimony. There were people lying, but there were also people telling the truth. Yes. And it was just a whole journey, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It ultimately, fortunately, you know, ended up well for you. Yes. And for, you know, and for the firm, too. Well, better than it, it, it would have, you know, if I wouldn't have filed a lawsuit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you would have, what, just stayed on leave? Oh, I would have just, well, they would have just, I I don't even know if I would have gone back or been capable of going back. Yeah. I don't know what what would happen. You guys saved my life, you know. Yeah. You saved my life because you, you took it, and, it, and um, it's like you, what is that saying? You save a life, you save the world, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I think, I think probably that's a little bit of an exaggeration. No, he saved my life. No. Because <laughs> no. I, I, I wasn't going to, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not the kind that would kill, kill herself, but it would have been a much more difficult life yeah. Yeah. that I, that I had, that I have now. And it would have been, I, who knows if I would be alive, if the stress would have yeah. killed me. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, but mostly you did it for yourself because yes. you, you didn't just walk away. Or no. You didn't just, you know, say, well, I'm not going to do anything at all, right? You went out there and found an yes. attorney. And then once I found the attorney, then yeah. I got the strength to be angry, to be, uh, to fight. Yeah. Because I hadn't, I didn't have that. I was, when I was going through it. Yeah. Yes. And I know that you, you've said, like, you know, you're still kind of bitter about it and, it, yes. you know. But um, you do have happiness in your life. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. very, I'm very content. Yeah, I'm, you know, uh, I have the life that I'm meant to have, and I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say very happy, but you know, I'm content. I mean, a lot of people at this age in their life, they're, they're miserable. You know, I'm, I'm always, I, I like to think that I always have a positive attitude. I, mm-hmm. you know, think of the, I'm grateful for, the things that I have in life. Yeah. Even if it's just good health, nice house, a dog. Well, shoot, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, a do- well, yeah. When yeah, you I mean, consider, you say it, good yeah, health, yeah, nice house, yes, and a dog, and a and a and a dog, the best dog ever. And I have, uh, you know, uh, good friends, yeah, family, and um, 
uh, I don't have to worry financially. Oh man, Diana, that's a lot. For for it is a lot. Especially people your because I'm not that much younger than you. Yes. Right. Um, but I can already start to see that financially as you get older. Yes. There's much more to worry about. Oh yes. Yeah. So not having that is yeah. I mean that's yeah. Huge. Especially since um, you know. I am queer, and I've decided not to be involved anymore with anybody. Yeah. I want I want to live a, a life of solitude. I like that. Yeah. It works for me. Yeah. Um, uh, during the whole case, the the relationship ended. It was it was difficult for the relationship mm-hmm. that I was having at the time, and I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, oh yeah. Yeah. So so you're alone. I'm alone. So it's a single income. A single income yeah. and. I, well, I, I see the pension as my second income, and then I work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you need to it up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, there's a lot to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be grateful for. And, and um, I, you know, I, I think if I would have stayed on the job, the yeah. stress would have killed me. Yeah. If I would have um, not found an attorney and, you know, life may have killed me, you know, yeah. the stress of trying to survive. Yeah. Or the stress of also not knowing that you didn't do, not knowing that you did, didn't, or not having done anything when you could have. Or, or having some kind of vindication yeah. by winning the case. Yeah. That does a lot for your, your yeah. mindset. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, because it kind of vindicates you. Yeah, they did do something to you that, was, that yeah. wasn't right. Yeah. So to be able to live with that, that vindication, yeah. that helps a lot. Yeah. Because otherwise, if I didn't, I would have had to live Well, you know, you screwed up, you got kicked out of a job, and, um, you know, it's a lot to, lot to carry. Yeah. So, I have no complaints. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, <laughs> I have some complaints. <laughs> I really don't, though. I, I, I got to tell you, I, you know, I am a, I am a queer woman with uh, straight friends. All my friends are married. Are they? Yes. And I, I like my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, because I, I wouldn't... I mean, yeah, of course, I would want to know that my the people that I've represented or... The oh, no. I've helped are, are, you know... Oh, no, Sandra, you did a lot for me. Oh, you, you can't imagine. I mean, if I never expressed it to you, I'm sorry. No, no. I'm yeah. not looking for that, but I... I, I, I know you're not, but I'm a, I want to tell you, and it, this is an opportunity to tell you, the fact that you listened to me with empathy, mm-hmm. you understood what I was going through, because the other two didn't understand what I was going through, <laughs> and then, even though we bumped heads everywhere, but yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's my personality. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, it, you know. Yeah. I don't know where I would be if, if, if that case, if you didn't advocate for me. I've been fortunate enough to represent a lot of people in, in my career. I've been practicing for more than 20 years. Yes, fabulous. Um, I know. And, you know, not, I don't remember. 20, <laughs> you know, more than 20 years. So I was kind of one were, of the first. Yeah, yeah, I graduated in 1997. Oh, I was like, you were yeah. like a baby attorney then. Totally baby attorney. Yeah. Um, and look what you did. I know. Pretty impressive. Yes. <laughs> very impressive. I say so myself. No, very impressive. 
Well, but what I was trying to say is that I've had a lot of clients, yes. and I and but there are certain cases that have had more um, impact on uh-huh. me, and that I remember uh-huh. more because yeah. either I mean I don't know what the why they just they're certain clients that I have connected with more yes. than yeah. others, uh-huh. um, and certainly you are one of them for sure. Thank you for sure. I I'm very proud of the fact that I was able to represent you. Thank you, and that I was able to help you. Yes, and what we did in your case. Yes, and especially going back and seeing you know all the work that we did and yes. what we were able to show and prove. Yes, I'm really really grateful that I had that opportunity and that you chose our office and me to represent you. Because Thank you. It was you know it was great. Especially, you know, given the agency that you worked for. <laughs> and, you know, the reason I want to keep it, and I'm going to tell you, out okay. of respect, because I know that once the case was settled, you wanted, they were asking to interview us, remember? Yeah. I didn't want to disparage the rest of the officers yeah. that were, because that yeah. organization was going through so much at that time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I didn't want to disparage the ones that were out there doing their job day to day, doing a good job, and it just, you know, I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And I didn't, I really didn't want 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't do it. With now everything on YouTube and fa- yeah. yeah, and it's just my personality. I, I didn't want to be out there, and and for this same reason, I I, I really don't want to do that. Because they're going through a lot right now, too. I mean, so I don't think it ever ends. And it's so sad. And, you know, and, and, and then again, it, it's like my naivete. I thought I could go in there and change it. Yay. You go. know, yeah. No, you can't. I don't know who I was. T- I think I was talking to a class, a, a college class the other day. And I was talking about my experience. And I was saying, like, when I first started practicing law, I was like, I'm going to change the world. There you, you go. Like, yeah. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm gonna change the world. And now I'm more like, well, at the very least, I don't want to make the world worse. Yes, you know, like. <laughs> uh, you know what? And that's all you can do. Exactly. Yeah, when you're young and 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 you want to go in there and make changes, and you think yeah. you can, and like telling that that chief of police, oh, I'm altruistic. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> when I look at it now, you know, and you know, I'm gonna tell you, there's one sergeant before I left, and I I don't know if he was criticizing me or paying me a, a compliment. And he says, you're the most humanistic cop I ever met. You're the most humanistic, you know. And I said, well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. And you don't know if he meant it as a compliment? I don't know. Yeah. You, you, you can't know in, in, in that kind of um, uh, organization. In that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in that world, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, you know, cops have, um, yeah, there's a, you know, I've, I, I've represented cops, you know, yeah. and I've also, my first trial was a shooting case um. where I represented a, a young a young man who was shot um, by the sheriff's department. Uh-huh. You know, right? And I have also represented sheriffs, yes. sheriff deputies. Uh-huh. Um, so in some ways I've seen both sides, both sides. right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, there's just systematic, problems with poli- police departments generally yes that, you know but you know what you can't blame the 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 the, the deputies on the street well you can't blame the ones on the street it, it's it's top down 
you and can it, blame some of the ones. On well, the you street. can blame them, some of the ones, but if if the top doesn't take action, yeah. if they turn away, yeah, just like in in my situation, yeah. if action isn't taken immediately, you know, right. it, it it you can't fix the problem, and it has to be top. You can't blame those if if they're out there getting away with it. They're out there getting away with it, just like any other organization, you know, and but. It's, it, it's sometimes it's hard for the ones that are in command to, to, to be not liked, you know. Yeah. I, I don't care not being not, not liked. You know, I'm going to do the right thing. But uh, for some reason, that culture, uh, you know, creates that. It's a culture that needs to be changed. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a culture that needs, and that can only be changed from those guys that are making like 400 grand a year, and that's, the chiefs and the deputy chiefs and all the ones, not from the the uh, the officers in the field. And that's where I see the problem. I understand what you're saying, but I think there is, I mean, you can't, I, mean, I think there is some responsibility about, oh yeah, all across the board, oh, right? Oh yeah, yeah, all across, well, yeah, they make a personal choice to do something wrong. Right. But they're, they're, you just don't one day become a cop and then go out there and do something wrong. No. There's 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 a build up to there's that. There's training. There's and training, there's, yeah. and then there's probably minor incidents mm -hmm. that occur, mm -hmm. and then a little bigger incident that occur that are not being dealt with appropriately. Right. And that's, yeah. So I I, mean, I I agree with you that it's it's top down. Yeah. And certainly it's also it's sort of the culture of these these organizations, yes. right? These agencies. Yes. Um. But I certainly wouldn't like just clear. The oh no no of, no! Of any no, I understand what you're saying, yeah. and and I, I may be wrong in that by by yeah. clearing that. But no, because they ultimately make a personal choice to do wrong. But I also understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. That that individual does something wrong and then gets away with it, yeah. or isn't it? It isn't addressed. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. Appropriately, it just keeps escalating. Well, look how minor of an incident this last incident of mine was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a big incident. It wasn't. It really wasn't. But did it have to get to that point after everything else? I but see, those guys didn't know everything else I had been through prior in my career. Right. That I just dealt with and went on, but it, they were all documented, and you know, and then this thing because it was management coming after me, I guess my psyche couldn't take it. It's like... Well, but it, it was very systematic the way they came Oh, yeah. Me, right? Very it systematic. Wasn't, it wasn't even subtle no. or, you know, under the table. Like, they no. were... Writing, they didn't like me and they, they were going to do They were writing you up. Yeah. They were, like, yeah. you know, sending you to other other divisions. Yes. They were sending you to other shifts. They yeah. were... I mean, it was very systematic the yeah. way they came after you over a complaint. That could have been easily handled. Yes, but see, this was management. Yeah. So, so you got to figure this is management. These are the high-paid people yeah. that are in charge of a division. Those of those officers that are out there, yeah. serving the community. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I see what yeah. you're saying. No, I, yeah. and I agree with you. Yeah. I, I understand that um, because, you know. It's the management ultimately that sets the tone. Yes. Um, for everyone. Yes. And this incident with you, yes. while it was very, you know, was individual to you and it, yes. it, it impacted you yes. significantly yes. on an individual basis. Yes. These kinds of like responses to a complaint. Yes. Um, are also messages 
to the other people who are watching. Right? Oh, yeah. Of course. They, Even the, the, the young um, sergeant who was uh, the black sergeant, yeah. you know, I, I talked to his rep. Yeah. And his rep said that uh, he couldn't, he had to say, you know, I'm afraid of being retaliated against. Yeah. I, I really don't want to be involved in this. Yeah. When they were interviewing him with internal affairs. Yeah. So they already put the fear of God in people. Of course they do. Yeah. They literally ruined your career oh, over yeah. this. Complaint. And he knew that. Yeah. And, 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 and why would he want to, you know, put himself out there and ruin his career? Because it's an income. It's a, it's a livelihood. I didn't like losing my livelihood. I, it was my income. It paid, from, paid and, my bills. And you didn't know that what the results I mean you weren't even thinking about a lawsuit you didn't no. know that eventually you know several years later yeah you were going to get a settlement that was a vindication no. you didn't know that no I had no idea and there's no way to guarantee that it's not like you no. can set it up no and I didn't you know like like I said if they wanted to demote me I wouldn't yeah. I would have never gotten I wouldn't have had a case yeah <laughs> yeah I know that arrogance saved me yeah because yeah, they couldn't let it go they had to like really and then Stick it, the nail in your coffin or something like that, and right? Then, yeah. Yeah. They really wanted to put me in my place. Yeah. You know? a, queer, a queer Mexican woman. Yeah, a queer Chicana woman. I still don't know how you, like, <laughs> ended up at the... Police department? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I had to tell you, Sandra, I liked it. I, I, I really enjoyed my... I I, I like serving the community. And I'm sure, like, you're the kind of... You know, you're the kind of cop that our communities our communities need. I would hope they they I was a good cop. I hope. You yeah. Know. Oh, I think you were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it. You know, that's what panned out. Certainly. Yeah. 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 So you know, but uh, this is the journey I was meant to take. Yeah. 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 For sure. And I'm so glad I'm able to reconnect after 20 years. I know. Me too. Diana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Diana. We're gonna get to the question that really matters. Okay. What are your favorite three tacos types or locations? Okay. Well, or, or places where you can get them. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard shell taco person. Ah, yes. That and I don't, and because of my age, you know, I, I get Medicare now. Or I'm 65. So yes. I'm off red meat and I'm off, I, I try not to eat fried food, but when I want to treat myself, yes. it's to a crunchy taco, oh, a yes. crunchy chicken taco. Crunchy chicken taco. Those and, are very popular. Oh, I, I just love them. And there's a place in, it's in Encinitas and now they have one in Oceanside. It's Jorge's Delicatessen, mm -hmm. but it, but they make a beautiful chicken soup, the pole, uh, caldo de pollo. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, then there's a place right down the street from my mom's house. It's called Primos. Primos. And they make uh, street tacos. Mm -hmm. mm, good. The chicken. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. With all the, you know, the, all the fixing, the yes. onions, the, the cilantro, avocado, mm. and salsa. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful taste in your mouth. And you get chicken there. I get like the chicken there. Chicken yeah. taco. Street taco. Yeah. yeah. And then your third? And my third... Well, I did, you know, I love, when I was in, in East L.A., I liked uh, King Taco. Yeah, King Taco. It's <laughs> the most precious. Hey, that was a great experience for yeah. someone coming from Oceanside when I first <laughs> got in there. I was like, oh, this is the best. King Taco's old school. Oh, yeah, old school. Yeah, yeah. Did you go to the one right here in um, East L.A.? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Third Street? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's the original. That's the original. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, over 20 years ago. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's been there longer than that. Well, well, it was well, 25 years yeah. ago. 20, well, in 1989. Yeah, that's 19, 30 years ago. Yeah. I don't know how long. God, that's been. a long time. <laughs> I'm really old. Long well, time. yeah, I'm on Medicare now, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, I graduated from high school in 1987, so. 1975. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. All right, Diana. Well, I really, really appreciate you coming out here. Um, I know it was a long drive for you, and I know it was a bit of a, a journey. It wasn't that bad, but you know, it, the journey was that I ne- haven't been to LA. So it was a milestone. Yeah. This is this is a good thing. Good thing. Yes. And it's really lovely to see you again, yes. and I really loved just looking back at your case and yes. how important it was and what we were able to do, the, you know, all of us, the, the firm and you and yes. me and, and what we were able to accomplish. It's just a really, um, I just want you to know that for me, it's a great, like, it's one of my, my one of the things I'm proud about. Good. Um, you know, in my career. It means a lot that yeah. that we were able to help you. Yeah. You know, it means a lot to me that I was able to recognize that you're, you had a case and yeah. that it was what happened to you was wrong and that we had the, the, the manner of addressing it, you know? Yeah. I was pretty new. <laughs> I was a pretty new attorney when you well, hey, met with me. That's the way to, to you know, what is it? it, it it's, a, it's a good case to cut, what, cut your teeth on. Is yeah. that the saying? I don't know. I'm really bad with saying uh, Me too. <laughs> yeah. I always get them all wrong. I get them all wrong. Hey, we're like in that know, way I'm too. Total pocha, yeah. So I yeah. Know. <laughs> You're not a pocha, but I am. Oh, I'm a total pocha. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. But I got to tell you, I love the, the name of the podcast, don't you? Yeah. yeah, no, I do too. The play on words is just wonderful. Well, here's the thing about it, Diana. It, the play on words, I think, is great too, but I also love the show Law & Order. Oh, yeah. I, I have a lot of friends who do. I love yeah. Law & Order. Yes. And so it's actually very perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> when I came up with it, I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maloney and... and uh, Hargate. Yeah, Hargate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, SVU is the one I really love. That's where everybody loves that one. I mean, I love the original one, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, Some of the young uh, people that I work for, Yeah. Uh, not work for, that I work with, Yeah. you know, they're out of college, and they, they like that, too. And, and they, they always refer, because I was a cop, they always refer to that organization, that that yeah. uh, that uh, series. You yeah. don't watch it? No. Yeah. No. Okay, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. SVU, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia Benson. She's yes, they tell me all the stories. Yeah, yeah about yeah. yeah, yeah. Captain Benson now. Oh, she's a captain now. Yeah. Wonderful. She started as a detective. And you know, she does a very good job of humanizing the the. Uh, I have watched it, but yeah. she does a very good job. I don't watch it on a regular basis yeah. of humanizing the the role. Yeah, making it very yeah. human. Yes. Yeah, for sure. She's. <laughs> Yes. I love Olivia Benson. That's good. Yeah. That's good. All right, Diana. Well, thank you again. Yes. I really do appreciate you coming out here. I'm so great to see you. Yes. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Here, too. All right. Same here. Take thank care. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, if you enjoyed today's podcast and you're thinking, hey, I think I need to speak to a lawyer, you should get in touch with me. You can do that by going to semlawoffices.com and sending me a message there. If you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can connect with me on Twitter at sem underscore in underscore ELA. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.